Radio. Are you a man but you're turned off by monster trucks? Have you ever watched the bridges of Madison County? Have you forgotten how to scratch yourself? If so, talk to your doctor, because you could be one of the 10 million men suffering in silence from a condition known as menopause. Menopause afflicts men over the age of 40 and is one of the leading causes of depression, the loss of manliness, and the popularity of movies starring Owen Wilson. But there is hope. Girly Man No More. Girly Man No More has been scientifically and clinically proven to increase manliness. Talk to your doctor to see if Girly Man No More is right for you. Girly Man No More should only be used as directed by your physician. Possible side effects include death, sudden loss of limbs, temporary disembowelment, rage, clammy hands, hairy palms, hearing voices, busy signals, extreme attraction to squirrels, and fear of elevators. Girly Man No More is not for men who are pregnant or who may become pregnant. Do not take Girly Man No More if you have hands or if you are currently taking any other medicine. So talk to your doctor and call now for a free trial. Girly Man No More. Also available in a topical cream. But that's just wrong. The Art of Relationships Radio Show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Tuzinski, or The Art of Relationships. Thank you. Welcome to The Art of Relationships Radio Show. Greg has been a relationships expert guest host on numerous radio shows. He promises that this show is for you and to help listeners become more fulfilled, healthier, and happier in your relationships and lives. Licensed relationship and sex counselor Greg Dazinski, the Art of Relationships radio show, will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy, plus help in reigniting the passion in your romantic relationships. He also welcomes live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. No more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and grow happier. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known as Master G. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out... Hey, welcome. This is Greg Dzinski, the Art of Relationships Radio Show here at RawRadioX.com. And I think I'm in a slap-happy uh, mood tonight, uh, but nonstop. I'm here with a friend and also, I would say, the head, the head, the leader, if you will, of, or I would say the main engineer of RawRadioX.com here in Detroit, Sebastian, a.k.a. Abner, say hello, and do a plug for your show, too, on Thursdays, please. How you doing, folks? Uh, it is me, Avenue, and you can also check me out at high noon Eastern. That's uh, 11 a.m. Central and 9 a.m. Pacific on Avenue and Friends. Tomorrow we have a, a lot in store. It is the takeover. My intern is taking over. <laughs> and uh, we're also going to talk about uh, why everybody hates Chris. It's uh, viral stuff that went crazy and blah, blah, blah. Tune in tomorrow, high noon. That's 12 noon, 11 a.m. Central and 9 a.m. Pacific Avenue and Friends. You get to hear my voice. That's the best part. Yeah, I know everyone loves that sexy black voice I have. And I, as everybody knows, I always say if I was a gay man, he'd be in trouble. No. 
<laughs> Welcome everybody. We got um, it's cool Monday uh, Monday night show out of my office was uh, hopping and I probably got distracted with the chat and everything going on, but I loved it. There was a lot of uh, new action going on, new listeners, and I appreciate that very much. And people getting the word out, and I hope that uh, continues. It means uh, more people I can help out there. That would be uh, that's fantastic, and that's what the Art of Relationship Show is all about tonight. Uh, it's sort of a potpourri night, if you will, whatever the hell that means. Ooh. And um, <laughs> Some way it sounds like it smells good. Potpourri, it does, right? <laughs> yeah. Not what was that about the freaking uh, the man? What? What was that ad? Man. Uh, the menopause. Menopause. That's it. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't think of it. Yeah, a girly man. That's what I was oh, thinking yes. of. Girly man. No I'm, a, more. I'm a manly man. Anyway, <laughs> we're uh, going to be talking about a few things. A couple requests have uh, come up, which is cool. Going to talk about maybe financial, how to handle financials in a relationship, and like everything else that people know and listen to the show. I am not one to say, you know, one size fits all, if you will, unless you're talking about me. But uh, <laughs> you're talking about financials, how to handle maybe disagreements, how do you, how, how do you handle the budgets, and how do you handle um, the situation coming to agreements, and it's very difficult um, to cover because, like I said, every family, every couple is a, you know, different situation. Maybe you're married, maybe you're living together. Uh, you know, maybe what happens if you're a stay-at-home mom or now, you know, stay-at-home dad, too. How do you handle the budgets, and how do you make each other feel uh, equal? And I was joking around talking about this on Facebook, and I was joking around today. Somebody, I think I posted, you know what? Uh, he makes the money, you stay at home. He's the boss, right? <laughs> so he dictates all the decisions. Not necessarily. I was joking around. Um, how we handle it, and it gets very, very dicey, and there wasn't... An article someone posted on one of the listservs I'm at on uh, relationship, you know, sort of a marriage and family counseling listserv type thing. And someone said they did research. I, I think it's sort of a crock of crap, and I sort of voice voice my politically incorrectness on this. They said the number one issue in relationships and marriages was finances. And I said that was a bunch of BS. I, I think it does, but I think the under underlying issue is not feeling respected, not feeling important in financial matters and decision making. I think those are the underlying issues and it just comes up with the financial aspects of it. And everyone says money is power, right? Since I'm broke I have no power. So <laughs> you look at the <laughs> you look at the situation and what works best for you. It's not a cookie cutter aspect. So we're gonna talk about that in a bit. In another situation I had a on I shouldn't be freaking looking at my phone while I'm driving down uh, 94 here, <laughs> down to Detroit, down yeah, 94. down 94, and it was sort of busy, yeah, on the way down, good thing, get the hell out of my way, I'm running late as usual, but looking at someone uh, anonymously sent me a message, private message on Facebook, which is cool, wanted me to talk about what is the definition of real love, and Okay, I shouldn't have been driving. Hopefully no cops are listening. No, I respond. That's a very subjective question because everybody is different. But I want to try covering that the best I can and, you know, trying to maybe get down to the foundations. What my definition of real love is, uh, maybe, and this might fit majority of people. Of course, it's not going to hit everybody, but I want to try to hit the best I can 
majority of people what I feel real love is, okay? And a lot of people might um, get into insecurities and all this aspect and understanding them, being okay with them. But I'm going to throw a different twist on those aspects and try to get um, an aspect of what real love is and what is it to you. And you can join us, you know, give us a call at the studio, 313-462-0107. Also, if you're listening to the show on the Art of Relationships Radio Show's mobile device apps, you can join us on live chat. Uh, That's always a blast, and I get distracted, and you can ask questions on there. And like I said, even when you call in at 313-462-0107, Zero seven. I will not ask your name, and that's not out of disrespect and not that I don't care. I respect your privacy. So it's anonymous. If you want to say your name, go right ahead. I'm not going to ask it, and it's not out of uh, disrespect. Well, unless you sound like a hot chick, then I might, but that might be off the air. <laughs> that might be off the air. No. <laughs> so um, going on there, what do you want to cover first, Av? I have no idea. My brain's still spinning from nonstop day today at the office. <laughs> I don't know. You know, um, well, you know, we're talking about love, and uh, I, I, I yeah. for once, can't you know complain about this. I, I know. <laughs> so, usually, yeah, this has been. I'm no good. I'm this. I know. I'm this is a skinny, skinny black dude. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, those things are for the most part still true. But I just happened to run into someone who uh, totally smashed my myth, like completely the smithereens or wait a minute do you flip it what about you smashing hers we ain't gonna talk about that (laughs) (laughs) so what about smashing her myths no um you well you know what i i don't know what her myths what they would be or what they are um i'm still i I have to admit part of me is still kind of like wondering like what it's still that's what it is it's not the whole i can't believe it it's just the this doesn't seem real because it's just like is she just wow. Is she constantly drunk or high or stoned or no, anything? No, <laughs> no, I, I know, right? not the bash yet. I, I, <laughs> no, I, that's a legitimate question. No, uh, no, she's not. She's she's sober. That's the best part. And Sweet. it's uh, it's just like wow. It's, she she is such an amazing person. That the is cool. That, have... And the thing is, I've been in relationships before where. You could tell it was majority lust or at least half lust, which is okay. Which is okay, sure. I mean, but this in this want more in this instance, there's so much more to that. I mean, we're not even we haven't really even scratched that surface. We're still just enjoying each other's company. I mean, it's it's a mutual admiration and respect on top of everything else. Give it time. <laughs> I know. No, no, and then you'll be. Oh, I know. I'm 33. I know. I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a good deal when I uh, when I'm in my office downtown in Detroit. I get the keys next week. I'll be moving in uh, Saturday. Oh, okay. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you. In the Penobscot building. So I'm a little nervous. I'm excited. I geeked up, as everybody knows. I'm a huge fan of Detroit, but I'm also, you know, new. I gotta rebuild the practice and see how many clients are gonna follow me from Mount Clements. Um, so we'll see. But it's going to be a couple-month transition. Anyways, oh, welcome, Foo. Welcome to see you on chat. So it sounds like Ab, Avenue wants to get into, we'll talk about love, and then we'll get into finances and uh, go into those details and how I think maybe give you some insights, how maybe you should handle it, how you go about it, and then what happens if you guys are totally at separate odds with finances, then what the hell do you do, right? Mm-hmm. 
it's it's sad because unfortunately nowadays uh, the, the two are so intertwined: love and finances. For do you think they? Uh, I don't think reasons. they should be, but I get that they shouldn't be. But you know, certain times, uh, unfortunately, I mean, that's just how it's going to have to work. Right. Not necessarily because that's how it's designed or it's done that way by design, but it's just how it is. But I agree. We well, 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 we'll go on there. Why don't we hit with the finances? Because that was a question that was brought up earlier on Facebook today. So I don't want to keep that individual waiting. Not that I want to keep anyone else waiting. Why don't I hit on finances first? And a lot of people... People heard me before about finances. You know, I babble all the time on different aspects. But with finances, I always say I am not. If you are married or living together, to me, it doesn't matter. I repeat that over and over and over a hundred times. I was like, Greg, shut the hell up. I've heard this enough. (laughs) But you look at, um, it's true, though. I don't care. You know, you can be in love. You don't have to be married. Or if you're married, um, the old adage is a societal... You boy, societal law, if you will, or policy. I'll say policy. They try to make it a law, but it's a policy. You get married, all your finances are to be combined equally. I mean, you know, you put all your finances together, right? And my big premise is that I don't think that is necessary. I don't think you have to do that. And my thing is, you know, what can you do? I'm all about sharing equally, right? You know, if it's 50-50, whatever. And I'm, people know um, people might bash me, whatever, but I'm all about both people working in the relationship. I get that, and some people stay at home. Moms now stay at home. Dads, there's a lot of them out there because of the economic situation. Then you look at, you know, what is fair and what is fair, and everyone knows whoever has the money usually has the power of the relationship. Is that true or not? Now, if there is a stay-at-home parent, we'll say that at home, they're staying home, and all of a sudden, the person, husband, wife, whatever, is making majority of the money. Do they make? Does the other one that's staying at home not making any money have a right to say how that money is spent? Ooh. Mm. Now, this is a very... And it... it when it comes down to the finances, I think it's a matter of power and a matter of feeling respected. Now, when I say you come, when you go, you know, say you're getting married first, no issues. This is going to change if you, and I don't want, that's what I do for a living, try to prevent divorces or breakups if possible. But let's face it, some relationships just should not be together. But if you've been divorced and you've been taken financially or screwed financially, either woman or man, you are going to have a different take on finances when you go into another relationship or maybe a second marriage. You're going to CYA, cover your ass a bit, and wondering what's going to happen. So I'm all for it. You know, if you want to put your money together, that's fine. If you both are okay with that, now how do you handle the financial situations, especially if there is a stay-at-home parent where there is not, you know, one person's working, the other one's not. So how would you divvy up what is fair and what is not? And this comes up to a big, big decision-making where, you know, and this is where I have an issue, comes up is, what was that? Yeah, but you still, your own mad money. 
Oh, you still oh, yeah. need your own. Money. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, yeah. Food. I agree. Food, and that's what I'm saying. You know, what do you do? Do you give each other an allowance? And I bring this up all the time. I've heard it. You know, do you have okay? Money goes to the bills. Maybe savings. What the hell is that anymore? I can't. <laughs> you know. And then you know, you each get whatever it is. You know, fifty bucks a week, ten bucks a week. Whatever everybody has, whatever you can afford, right? Or maybe a dollar. <laughs> right. And you look at the situation, and now you don't have a right to say, what I do with my money, you have no right, or I have no right to say what you do with your 50 bucks a week, 20 bucks, 10 bucks, whatever it is. Whatever you decide, now, is that fair? And I sort of allocate that's okay, but the, you come down to the situation where, okay, what happens when one, one person is working, the other one isn't? Now... There's a lot of animosity coming in to where, okay, why is that person not working and they're telling me what I should do with that money? And I see both sides from this aspect. I see, you know, I try to look at both sides and both spectrums, but the thing is, how can you make, say, the one that isn't working, if it's out of choice or whatever reason, to stay home with the kids or whatever, how do you make that partner feel more as an equal, and how do you make that person feel more respected hmm. or important, important when it comes to financial situations? Because if you end up in divorce, you're going to be screwed. Mm-hmm. I, and I, that's the way it is. And I'm not a big fan of that. You're, you're going to be paying vagina money. You're going to, or I mean, I'm sorry, spousal support. Uh, um, Although your first term was yeah, correct. Yeah, it well. is correct. But, you know, you're going to be paying spousal support. If you have kids, child support, and, you know, you look at the whole system. Is it right? Is it fair? And I'm going to hear stay-at-home moms, staying home for the kids, whatever. And my question is, are you staying home? Are you staying home? Is it for your benefit or is it for the kids? And I know, Foo, stay-at-home parent is the hardest job there is. I agree. It is working. It's a lot, a lot of work. I'm not going to say it isn't. Um but then I always look at, you know, whose decision was it to stay home? Whose decision was it to have the kids? You look at all those situations, and it's not fair and fair. And you look at, you know, are you doing it because you want to? Or are you doing it for the betterment of the kids? Or are you doing it? And I get, you know, are you going to pay freaking work 40 hours a week or whatever? And all of a sudden, all your money you make goes to daycare. That's sort of stupid. But you look at, and I agree, Fu. I'm telling you, I, it's a pain in the ass. I would not want to stay home with kids. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I would not want to do that whatsoever. It is a lot of work. And, you know, how do you make it fair if there is a stay-at-home parent? You know, how do you make it fair? What do you think is fair as far as financial, how you divvy it up? And the old adage, oh, the man takes care of it. He's a breadwinner. Uh, and all those aspects, and believe it or not, child support was derived out of the welfare system. Do you know that? Back in the 40s and 50s? Yep. And a lot of people don't understand, you know, the dynamics that the way child support is set up now, it's basically illegal and unconstitutional, but the state won't, they won't do anything about it, and they're not going to change it because the states make a lot of money, believe it or not, running the program from federal government being delivered to the state levels, they're making a lot of money off of that, and people don't understand that. 
And when I, oh, no, Greg, you're full of shit. No, I'm not. Do your research. Yeah. This is legit. It was formed from the welfare system, um, basically for people that the dads, you know, or husbands, whatever, that died over at uh, World War Two. Or, you know, other wars and combat that, you know, it was more to help the women out in those situations. It was never designed originally for divorce situations. And it was based on, you know, income need versus all that good stuff. But anyways, going on, you know, financial, who, you know, how do you make it equal? And this is very, very difficult to... Um, how do you allocate it? Not only that, what happens if you have one person wor- working par- part-time and you have another person that's working full-time and the person working part-time, no kids. We'll say throw out any kids. But then how do you, is that supposed to be fair? And what do you do? Sometimes one person, Fu, you mentioned, sometimes one person needs to make more of the financial decisions because they are better at managing money. I agree with that. Are they better at managing the money they don't make, or are they better? <laughs> you know, what's what's mine is mine, and what's yours is mine too. That situation, <laughs> I agree. And sometimes I agree. Well, you know, you can be equals and partners at managing money, but let's face it: how do you do that? Um, you know, how how do you allocate that? And how do you allocate what works good for you? You know what? bring it into a situation how many women out there and I, I i work at the situation that you know some women i i this week i think i've had holy shit i talked to one on the phone mm-hmm. i had three in my office this week already that they make more than their husbands or boyfriends substantially more and, uh, you know, you look at that situation, and the guy might not feel as a man or whatever, and the guy, oh, she makes all the, well, why is that different if the guy's in that situation versus the woman not making the money and the guy? So it's very, very difficult. And my thing is, why does financials have to equal a power trip? Why does it have to equal power? Well, let's face it. Is that reality, F? Yeah, it is. It, yeah, it? unfortunately, whether we want to uh, admit it or not, it is reality. I mean, you hold the, the, the finances, you hold the decisions that are made. Like, well, no, you can't buy that because I have the money. And, pfft, I mean, it's kind of like that, basically, right. unfortunately. Is that fair? <sighs> I mean, I, I kind of feel that, you know, if you're doing a relationship, it's more of a pooled resource. However... However, if you're not pulling your weight, right, then, then that's where I could see, yeah, that's an and issue. And I, I get guys all the time you, you know, say, you know, wife, girlfriend stays at home. They don't have kids or maybe they have kids, whatever. And they'll say, you know, I joke around <laughs> joke around with them and I'm, I'm going to offend some people, but this is just me and I'm being a smart ass and joking around. Throw my professional titles out the window right now, okay? <laughs> and you know they'll say oh yeah i you know i joke around with them yeah you're married you're you know oh yeah i get my sex you know i get sex for free and all this stuff i said no you're not you're married right yeah i am i get it for free i said no you're not getting it for free <laughs> <laughs> no not at all is not. that is that true yeah it is true and you know not you look at it that way no not at all and then you get a situation if you're paying for everything and say you marry and this could be a guy 
you know, a man or a woman, and they treat you like crap, and all of a sudden, you're paying that person that treat you like crap, maybe abuses you, maybe ran out, cheated on you all the time. Now, you're paying them spousal support. How is that fair? And in Michigan, I don't know other states, I'm not that familiar with other states, but in Michigan, it's a no-fault state. Yeah, that means someone could screw around, freaking freaking go nuts on you, and all of a sudden you have to give them spousal support and 50% of everything, and they didn't even work. Now, is that fair? And now we get into the situation where, you know, <laughs> oh, it's okay, I, I'm okay with that. And then people get bitter, and you wonder why people get bitter, and they go into situations. Now, am I all for prenups? Yeah, I am. I'm all for prenuptials, and this is not only for the women. I, I think women should have them, too, because a lot of women are in professional, you know, they're not really, pro they're making money, too, right? And why should a woman have to support and take care of a guy that doesn't want to work or whatever? Um, and I know, you know, disabilities happen. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking, you know, why is it fair that if the guy... And there's guys out there that take women for rides, too, financially. So why is that fair? And you look at, well, if you really love me, you wouldn't have me sign a prenup. Well, you could turn around and do a tit for tat and say, well, if you really love me, you'd sign a prenup, right? And how do you balance that out? I, I want to hear from, I want to hear some callers. 313-462-0107 or throw out some questions um, for me. You know, how would you want to handle it? And like I said, it gets very dicey, and there's a lot of arguments that come up. You know, I get couples in here that one person might be um, more conservative with spending. I almost said tightwad, same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> conservative spending, and the other one wants to go out and spend and buy freaking video games, whatever. And, you know, money's an issue, and one person's spending stuff maybe frivolous, spending it childish, I can't even talk, Gab, childishly, and, oh my God, I told you it's been a long day, childish, you know, manners, and the other one is being more conservative where, you know, is very frugal with their money, and it creates a lot of headaches and a lot of, you know, where do you come together? And that's where I think Fu mentioned before about that you, you know, do you divvy up? This is all you do. You know, okay, we each get whatever, 50 bucks a week, 20 bucks a week, you know, whatever your financial situation is that you can afford. Um, and that's it. No more. And I know people, oh, my God, I deal with couples. You know, they go in there paying the bills, whatever, and they have, say, $200 towards bills. And they have $200 in the bank to pay those bills. And all of a sudden, they go in to pay the bills, and 150 of that $200 is gone. 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 And you're like, what do you do? Well, I bought this, whatever, on Amazon. I bought, you know, went on eBay, and I needed a, a piece for my model train. I needed this hunting equipment. I needed whatever. And it's like, now you're looking at, are they pri no, priority aspects are there priority aspects? You know what? And then you're looking at, are you on the same page? And, you know, not only now, what's it going to be? Are you hoping that you're going to, okay, say, living together and it's like this, and all of a sudden you get married, 
and you're thinking it's going to change and he's going to grow up, she's going to grow up and it's going to change, I'm going to tell you, man, you're fooling yourself. It might be, but you better make sure that's cemented before you sort of get married, okay? Now, uh, individual on chat mentioned, how do you approach someone about getting a prenup without turning it into an argument? Yo, bitch, we're getting a prenup, and that's it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. oh the, west side, the west side approach. Right? The west side approach. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> west side, Detroit, City. Oh, boy. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. You talk to them, you know, and it, it's, you know, it's without it turning into an argument is, you know, why is it such an issue about getting a prenup? And I want to know, why can't we talk? calmly about it and some people you might oh yeah cool okay we'll do that no problem but usually the person that has let's face it the person that has the least amount to lose is going to be the one that is going to create the fuss with the prenup if they're not making enough if they're not making money they don't want to work if they have the least amount to lose financially and the most to gain from a divorce situation, they are going to be the one that is going to combat a prenup. Let's face it. They're going to combat a prenup agreement. Yeah. And you look at the I would, you know, you just bring it, you know what, I would like, you know, a prenup, you know, not, and people, I, I love this, and this, I've heard this shit 20, 30 years ago. And yes, prenups in the state of Michigan, as they are in a lot of states now, um, prenups are valid. They're legal. And, you know, years ago they weren't, but now state of Michigan, most of them have prenups and they're legal and all this stuff. Um, but I would talk to them and just say, you know, if stuff happens and, oh, yeah, you want a prenup, you're already putting our putting the marriage already in the toilet. You're already thinking we're getting divorced. No, you're not. A lot of people try to play that guilt trip on you and the shame guilt on you. They're going to try it. And usually the ones that have the most amount, like I said, most to gain from a divorce and the least to lose. So I would just put, you know what, I prefer, you know, a prenup. I, you know, who knows, something could happen, whatever. But, you know, and how do you allocate the prenup? What do you come up to? You know what, what, what I came with into the relationship or the marriage is something that I get, Right. And what you came into the marriage, you get. And that, and everything maybe we accumulated during the marriage, we split 50-50, do you do that? And you can have, you know, no spousal support is going to be given or whatever. You can have agreements. And that doesn't mean you can always amend prenuptial, prenuptial agreements as you go on, okay? How do you, pro, and, okay, you know, without turning into an argument, and a lot of people, like I said, there's no guarantee. You just try to speak from the heart, and, but you got a right to speak from, don't be a jerk about it, okay? You know, go, I would, I just feel safer and, you know, not that I want a divorce or thinking about that. I, just, I know stuff happens and people change, and I just, I want to protect myself. Let's face it. Oh, you don't trust me. You think I would screw you over. Eh, I've, you know, no, that's not what I want. But I want to make damn sure because if something does happen, you know what? The claws could come out on either way. 
and believe, I, oh, I don't even want I'm, people have heard stories so I'm not going to get into it um, you know I've been on witness stand with kids in custody battles years ago with freaking divorces taking three years oh my god poor kids and that was actually one time I almost got thrown in jail for a t- uh, contempt of court <laughs> being on the witness stand that was one county that actually that was with the judge a couple times I hated that thing <laughs> He he was a dick. But anyways, um, you look at the situation, you know, you just be a matter of fact. I, you know, I would feel safer. Oh, fine. If I don't, fine. If I'm not going to sign one, no, okay, then we don't get married. Ooh. Would you do that, Av? How would you handle that? I wouldn't. I'd avoid it altogether. I, I'm not getting married, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, um... I don't know because I've never really considered that. Um, I just, for some odd reason, I think if you're in a situation where, you know, a prenup is even brought up, I know I wouldn't be the one to bring it up. So I'm going to assume that the person who I'm seeing is automatically one rich. (laughs) And I lucked up. No, um, Yeah, lucked up. But if she's bringing up a prenup, then I have to be like, well, you're kind of a jerk, aren't you? What do you, I mean, I, I, would I be uh, insulted? Maybe a little bit at first. Maybe. But do you think the person you want to marry would be, again, understanding? Ooh. I would hope so, but I've, I don't know. I've dated quite a few heartless assholes in my life. Yeah, I have, yeah, there's some. There's a few. Foo. Uh, brought up a good point. You know, what if you give up your career to have a family, and then you get Ooh. divorced? Now, Ooh. now, foo, was it your choice to give up your career? Was it your choice to give up your career? And this happens all the time. And in the state of Michigan, when that when that happens, to have a family, you get divorced. Then you get uh, let's face it, you get spousal support, you get child support. And you're making a lot more money based on that than the guy is going to be taking home. Um, if it's a man situation, you know, the guy works and you stay home as being a female. And believe me, the guy, you know, spousal support, whatever could be, and child support could be two grand a month, and all of a sudden he's taking home freaking a thousand a month. And after all that, taxes and all that stuff, health insurance, don't even get me going on that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he, he's bringing home 1000 a month, and you're making 2000 a month. Why? And I look at and that, believe me, it happens. Um, it happens a lot. Now, is that fair? And that's what I said. You get, and, you know, prenups can be renegotiated. <laughs> you sound like a, it is a legal term. But, you know, they can be amended. They can be renegotiated as things go on. And what happens, okay, if we do end up getting divorced, um, you know, okay, I give you this much money a month. And we agree. Excuse me. We agree on that. And what happens, and like I said, it's very dicey. And as the individual that asks this question with financials, it is very, very dicey. And there is not one quick fix there there's a lot of things to look at into well the guy should want the mother of his kids to be taken care of yeah he wants the kids to be taken care of right um you're divorced now so why and i I know situation i i mean i got clients right now that are going through divorces and um one the wife cheated left and right with a bunch of different guys throughout the marriage he walks home 
you know, comes home from work one time, the whole house is cleared out. Even his freaking clothes are gone. And he ends up finding out, you know, makes she was, you know, making a mortgage payment, whatever. She hasn't made the mortgage payment in four months. She took that money, cleaned out $30,000 in the bank account, and she didn't work. And now he's got to pay like over $2,500 in child support and spousal support a month. And she gets half the house, the 30000 she took out of the bank, all the other stuff, racked up all the credit cards in his name, and he's responsible for this shit. And now you're like, that's what I mean, is it? That's not right. And, you know, could you look on a case-by-case situation in the state, in the state of Michigan it don't matter, you know, no-fault divorce and doesn't matter. And, you know, ever since, that's why I said it's very, very dicey. And for whatever reason, financial situations get very, very argumentative. And people get very, very defensive when it comes to it. You know, finances, you know, with me, I'm like, um, I don't want to be screwed over, but I'm not going to screw you over either. Oh, my God, you are scaring me. I don't want to get married. <laughs> that is messed up. I feel bad for them. I'm telling you, this is, I know, Melissa, you gave me permission to say your name uh, Monday night, which I, you know, that's cool. And, Melissa, it, it's scary. And that's why I said, um, you know, the situations, I, I don't want anyone to get screwed over. And that's why I'm all about people protecting yourself and people, you know, shit happens. I'm not, I don't ever promote somebody's, you know, whatever, screwing somebody over. This is a real story, and this happens. And all of a sudden, you know, he's responsible for all the credit card debt, and there's always two sides to every story. I know that. Um, you know, cleaned out everything. In the court, yeah, it doesn't matter. She, you were married, so she's entitled to it, too. There's not a damn thing you can do about it. And you're like, and now he's got to pay spousal support and child support on top of it, and they're doing a 50-50 split, and he's still paying child support. Um, and spousal support on top of it. And it's like, is it, I'm not, I don't want to scare people, but this is reality. And Melissa, you mentioned, you know, oh my God, you are scaring me. I don't want to get married. I am not against marriage. I, I'm all for it. But what do you do to protect yourself so you don't get screwed over? Especially if you are the one, um, and I don't want to disrespect, foo, foo, you know, I love you. <laughs> um, you know, I have a lot of respect for you. I think you're awesome. When you say, you know, give up your career to have a family and then get divorced, I agree. But then you look at whose decision was it to give up your career. And that's a big, and a lot of people, you know, and I'll, I'll say this, are you staying home for the kids' benefit or for your benefit? I'm not going to have anyone's raising kids. I get all that. And it's, it's a tough decision. You have to make a decision that's best for you best for the family and it's it's believe me there's no one right answer um left or right you know and say what you know if the guy you know has a business and all of a sudden he the business becomes very successful and all of a sudden she's entitled to half of it there is a lot of at stake or maybe she has a business you know, a lot of women have businesses now, and all of a sudden he's entitled to half of it, and he didn't do shit for that business. Is that fair? And I love creating a lot of animosity and a lot of hatred towards me. Give me that hate out there, people. Give me a call, 
462-0107. Like I, and that's when I, when I got asked this question about finances, I'm like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm all about, you know, say if you both work, and it, it gets more hairy and more dicey if one person doesn't work and the other one stays at home. Like I said, there's dads that stay at home now, and the women are making the money. You know, they're the breadwinners. And, you know, that gets a little more dicey. In my fantasy world, in my, you know, in my fantasy world, it is that, um, you know, you both work, okay, and you contribute equally, you know, you could have your own money, you know, you contribute, okay, this is how much the bills are, so we contribute equally to that. Okay, we want this much savings, vacation, whatever. Okay, we contribute equal to that. And then, okay, whatever your money is, your money, whatever is left over, your money, your money, you do whatever the hell you want with it. I'm all about that. Um, Believe me, I'm all about that. But in the real world, it might not always work that way. Okay, it would, food, yeah, it would probably be both people that decide when you start a family. Um, Not necessarily, food. It could be. If you're both on the same page, I'm going to tell you, there's people that get married and said, oh, I'm going to go to work right after I want that. And now, okay, they decide that. Now, some what happens if, I'll throw it out there, what happens if the wife, eh, I decided I'm staying home, I don't want to go back to work. What, what do you do then? The guy's screwed. What do you do? You know, and this hat, this hat. I'm going to tell you, it sort of happened to me a while ago. Ooh, when I well, I'm talking when I was married. Yeah, and and it's like you wanted to, and all of a sudden you're screwed. And there's not a damn thing. The guy, you can divorce, but now you're paying spousal support. Now you're paying child support on top of it. You are screwed. Plain and simple, you're screwed. So what do you do with all that information? Um, you know, and it, it's scary. And I don't mean to scare anybody, but when it comes to money, it's very scary. When you're talking about survival and you don't have enough money, you're paying spousal support, child support, which you're, I'm all for. And all of a sudden, you don't, you have to move back in with your parents. You have to move back in, you know, with a buddy or, you know, even a woman might have to move back in with a friend, family, because they can't afford it. Now, what do you do? Now, all of a sudden, she gets, you know, whatever. They get the house, child support, spouse support, and they can afford that. And all of a sudden, you, you can't even afford an apartment, one-bedroom apartment. Now what do you do, okay? And, Vicky, you mentioned, I want all the money and I want to stay home. No shit. You know what? Good luck to you. I don't care how hot you are. You know what? Good luck to you. <laughs> Fool, I know. You couldn't wait to go back to work. I know. You see this... The decision for one parent to stay home with the kids is out of necessity, not because you want to. Oh, I, Vicky, I agree, and I touched on this before you hopped on. Um, I touched on that too. That you know, if you're you only are making, you know, you're you're only paying for childcare with working. Why would you do that? I get that. Some people do it because they want to. It gives them a sense of purpose. I'm all for that. I don't care if it pays for 
daycare, whatever. I want to get a sense of purpose or whatever. I'm all for that. So whatever works for you, and I get that. You know, why would you work and you're just paying for daycare? That's sort of crazy, right? So I, I want what is... What? I'll get to you, Vicky, in a bit. Um, do you really know... Do you really know someone, though? People change for whatever reason. What if you grow apart? Melissa, I agree, and it happens. And, you know, on numerous shows I talk about, we are not, when we're 30 years old, like I am now, um, <laughs> anyways, when, I, when I'm 30, um, we're not the same people we are 20. We might grow apart, and then all of a sudden you get screwed. Scenarios like these just make, me, make men extra Pricky, oh, picky, I'm sorry. And makes them against marriage and even dating all together. Nah, I wouldn't say dating all together. I've, I've known some men. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are, I've seen yeah. and not only known people personally, but there have been fringe movements, if you will, like the Men's Rights Association. Absolutely. Uh, there's another a philosophy, not a movement, but a philosophy of the MGTOWs, men going their own way, uh, which is a philosophy that I... I guess in theory would subscribe to as well, uh, especially right. just having so much time to myself to go my own way. But uh, you do have a lot of cases where men are kind of opting out. In Japan, you have the the herbivore men, the absolutely men who have yes. just said, you know what, we're going to uh, friend zone ourselves. We're not going to really try to achieve anything because that's the whole point. I mean, that's right. the whole point. We're supposed to be these world beaters and these achievers just so we can you know, procreate and the legacy thing. Absolutely. Have the woman, have the family and, and, and keep it, you know, moving. Right. But some of us were seeing that, you know, in situations like this, we're getting screwed. Yes. Either way. Yes. Either the women don't want us or we can get to that point or we can be completely, uh, you know, emasculated and, and annihilated financially, mentally, etc. So And we're supposed to be okay. And we're supposed to be okay with yeah. that as men. We're supposed, as men, you're supposed to take it and yep. keep it moving. Take it. Bend over. Take it like a man, right? And, and that's what, that. And when we stick up for ourselves, and I'm not bashing women. I love women. There's a lot of great women. There's a lot of single mothers out there that get screwed over, not getting child support. Um, which is a bunch of bullshit, you know. There's a don't even get me going on that. I'm all about guys paying their fair share with child support and everything else. Um, Vicky, I'm gonna say, okay, he said I am hot. Oh yeah, baby. Who said that? I, I want to know who said I am hot. <laughs> Are you talking about who said you're hot? I, I, I want to hear this and clarify this, and apparently it sounds like you're arrogant and you agree with that. <laughs> I want to hear that. And foo, yeah, some people want to have that time with their kids. I agree with that. But I get that. I, I, I totally understand that. But does that mean you're entitled to three quarters of everything? Ooh. Now we're getting a... See, mm-hmm. that, now this is one reason... I want, uh, with the financial reasons, I want to make sure my biases and judgments uh, don't get in the way. And I want what's fair, even with couples that end up with this. Greg, I want you to help me. I hate this. We want a divorce. Now, we both want a divorce. Whatever. I want to help you. Greg, I want you to help us to make sure it's fair and all this stuff. And I'm like, are you shitting me? I am not a mediator. I could be a mediator but i choose not to <laughs> you know and i i want no not never three quarters are you kidding me half of everything spousal support 
and child support, which I'm all about child support, but if you get spousal support, that would be three quarters, wouldn't it? Yeah. If I do, and I suck at math, wouldn't that be three quarters? Depending on you know how that worked out, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it could be definitely up to or more. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I said. That's reality. And you, we actually, that might be the first thing we disagree on on tough shit. I'll no, say no, that. No, I'm disrespectful. I think in the future, you will slowly but surely start seeing the flip side of this where the women are having to pay the child support and they're having to feel some of that same financial crunch that the men are. And all of a sudden, then it'll be an issue. Then we'll see some reform. Then we'll see change. Then we'll get yeah. some sympathy. And I do. I but I do. I have. There's a couple of women clients is um, that they had to pay the guy um, spousal support, which is very, very odd and very rare. And I'm like, so okay, why is that not fair? Right. Because he's a guy. Yeah. So I try to look at everything. I try to look at every situation. My situation, my the no-fault divorce is in the state of Michigan. It's weird. Now, a lot of states don't have the no-fault. I'm like, okay, if you marry somebody and they're abusive and they treat you like shit, cheat on you, beat your ass, whatever, I'm all about take everything you can. <laughs> I'm, that's where I come in, you know, take every. I'm all about that. You know, I want it fair. You know, I, I want it fair. I want it equal. And it's very, very different. It's cheaper to keep them. Yeah, I've heard that before. But there was a, I don't know if you remember, Ab, the Christopher Titus. Yeah. In the show, TV show Titus, and mm-hmm. Stacy Keach, whatever was the dad. Yeah. And he went to, uh, uh, Christopher Titus, he goes, man, that was expensive. You know, divorce. You know why divorces are expensive? And Christopher Titus, no, why? Because they're worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Joking around? How are? No, no one's gonna. I ain't gonna see. I'm not. I'm not gonna come and see Greg. He's a dick. You know. No, I'm very. No, I. I try to. Be, I want to be fair, and I want to listen to everybody. And it, it, with the financial situation, it's very, very difficult. You know, to decide what's fair and what's fair, and it's very, very good. You know, I have many nurse friends who pay their ex-husband. I know, Vicki, you're, I think, in Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know how the laws would be in nurse friends who pay their ex-husband. Why would that be wrong? It's fair, right? Why should the men always have to pay? <laughs> now I'm being a smart ass. It well, is smart. That is a fair question. Yeah, it is. A, thank you, Ab. I agree. Why would that be not fair? Because the guy's supposed to be the provider, supposed to be all this stuff, right? But what about happened to women's lib, the women's lib movement? I'm all for equal rights. So why would that be? Why would you want your cake and eat it too? Well, see the oh no fault divorce. Yeah, it'd be the same, almost like Michigan. Yeah. Go ahead, Ab. I'm sorry. It, it seems like the whole equality thing, as far as that concerned, it only goes so far. Um, because that there is no true equality. If you see the way that court system is slanted against men now, there is no such thing as equality. So all the things that we're going through now that we're seeing that are slanted against men, when those the, the balance is actually, you know, when it does balance out, then we'll see true equality. But then, of course, the women will be saying, well, it's possibly, <clears throat> this is not fair. I want you to bring this up with your lady, Av. <laughs> Oops, no. <laughs> I, mean, I want to sit back and just watch. <clears throat> um, okay, she, she may be tuning in right now. She might be. Have her call in. 
That number is 313-462-0107. Again, that's 313-462-0107. Thank you, Av. I appreciate that. Oh, I'm going to get back to, um, oh, Vicki, um, yeah, thank you. Oh, you were sort of, I didn't say it was wrong. I was validating your point. Thank you so much, Vicki. You never uh, answered about the hot question either, by the way. Um, so I didn't uh, forget that. I usually circle back to stuff. I do that with clients, too, not that you're a client. But <laughs> I circle back and come back with someone that doesn't want to answer something. I'll come back to it later on. It's weird. But, um, Melissa, I want to get on you. Is it smart to put your money together when you are engaged to pay bills and learn how to budget your finances together or not? You know what? I'm going to say if you want to do that, I have nothing wrong with it. If you're okay with that, you're fine. Um, I have no problem with that. Um, to learn how to do that. Now, are you? if you get married or whatever, would you put all the money together? <clears throat> and if, say, one of you doesn't put forth their full, doesn't put forth their share, Whatever your share is, you know, I can only afford this, so why should the one making more money have to pay more? I love this. I don't make as much as you. Um, whose fault's that? Is it my fault I make more than you, and why should I have to pay majority of the bills because I make more? Is that fair? No, it's not fair. <clears throat> um, but a lot of people try to twist and turn this, and that's what it's very, very difficult. And like I said, everybody's situation is different. You have to do what you feel is fair and what works best for you. Um, and I, you know, about bleeding heart and about helping people out. I'm all about that, helping each other out when we're down, because I would want that in return too. And then you want to make sure you don't get screwed over. Um, so, is it smart to put your money together when you are engaged to pay bills? Uh, if that works for you, Melissa, or you know, friends that are engaged, if you are, if that works for you and how you budget each other, I'm all about that. And I think the premise of it is really, really good. Could you be able to, like I said earlier in the show, would you be able to put, okay, here's the bills and expenses. You know, there's always toiletries, cleaning, supplies, laundry, groceries. Don't forget them. And... You know, all those aspects. Okay, this is how much we have for grocery bills. All the expenses, okay? Now, can you do it that way? Okay, you put this much in and I put this much in. I would suggest doing that when you're engaged, but you, I tell people you can do whatever works for you. I, I don't live your life. I don't walk in your shoes. So I'm all about whatever helps, um, you know, what, whatever works best for you. I would, being engaged... You could, you know, I, I would do the equal bills, and you could learn how to budget then. You learn the budget then. It's like, um, you know, what what's my money is my money, and what's your money, what's yours is mine too. Yee. So it's very very difficult. Um, I want to get back. You know, Fu mentioned earlier too. If I get divorced, that means true love didn't last. So I will go. For straight up money the next time while making my own money too. Oh, thank you for validating my point why we should cover our asses, fool. Exactly. <laughs> there it is right there. There it is. I always say when I, you know, I want a I want a freaking hot sugar mama. No, <laughs> no. 
And I would, I would have if someone come up to me, Greg, you sign a prenup, and I have no problem. You know, I if you know I'm broke anyway, so it don't matter. But you know, building up my business and everything, am I going to give somebody? And we have no kids together, and I'm going to give them half of my business if something doesn't work out, get married, get divorced. I'm giving them half my business. Bullshit for nothing they had a had nothing to do with. Hell to the no. So like I said, every situation, that ain't ever going to happen. Now, if I die or whatever, that's different. But, and we're together, but if we end up divorced, you're entitled to half of my business um, that I build up, you had nothing to do with? Hell no. And if you think that you're entitled to that, I'm not going to be with you to begin with. That tells me, hell no. That tells me your mindset is all about you. But I think that some of that, not all of it, of course, but some of it, and probably more than we're, we're th- saying here, goes back to the type of person that was beforehand. I mean, again, not all the time, of course. But in a lot of cases, I believe that you would be able to find out, like, if that person is that kind of person who is going to go after half of what you own, and, right. she, and and they know that they didn't have anything to do with I agree of that right that's someone who I would avoid in general absolutely and some people play the game I don't want that I don't want that Someday. and then when you get divorced and I think uh, I forget who said that Melissa or Vicky mentioned that people change um, a while ago and I agree with that and you look at um, you know Princess Food mentioned you know what's with all this fair shit if I made more I would pay more. Life isn't fair. It's a relationship. You are a team. I agree with that. But then you come down to, you know, is it fair? Would you go to work while the husband stayed at home? Why wouldn't that be fair? Would that be okay? Or that wouldn't work out because he's a guy. And I'm not, I I don't want to get into a man versus woman battle. I'm not, I like, everybody knows I'm 200% lesbian. I love women. Nice woman. I don't love freaking ugly, mean. I say ugly. I don't. <laughs> I meant you know ugly being personality wise. Well, okay. But anyways, I, 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 but you know we're the same way toward guys who are like that too. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Money changes people. I agree, and I'm more about giving and sharing. I, I want. I, you know, I'm all about that. Um, but I, I don't want to be taken for a ride either. Okay. And, you know, Melissa, you mentioned what if they don't make as much and can't afford it, then what do you do then? You know, in that situation, you know, you have to do what you feel is best for you. Is it going to change? And, you know, how much time do you give it to change? And I'm all about that. Some people don't make as much. I get that. And I'm all about, you know, then do you do a percentage basis and that's fair. You know, do you do, okay, my percent, you know, we each do 50% of our wages goes toward bills or whatever and all that stuff. Well, I won't have that much left over. And, well, you look at the situation, no, life isn't fair. And, you know, we're all raised differently. We're all raised, you know, it isn't fair, Foo. I agree with you big time. And it, it, my point is you need to decide what works best for you. And I don't mean to be dogging out. I'm not turning this into it sounds like a battle i'm i'm talking you know men can be in a situation where i've said it you know in my office i got women that freaking they got screwed financially and the guy didn't do shit you know for money or anything i I, my point is i don't want anyone to get screwed over period okay and 
why don't we take a break? Oh, my God, we've been on for an hour already. Holy crap. And we haven't even got into the love aspect yet. Which <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> you start off with the final. I know. Here. Hell, yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, on the chat and listening. We'll be back in a few moments. And... Uh, Write the number down. You can call in, okay? 313-462-0107 from the RawRadioX.com studios in Detroit. This is the Art of Relationships radio show, and we'll be back in a few moments. Thanks. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. She has hand-painted, uh, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay on Facebook.
Hey, it's Avenue, and you're listening to RawRadioX.com. Real Raw Radio. Louder Than Life Music Festival returns to Champions Park near downtown Louisville, Kentucky, October 3rd and 4th, 2015. Second annual celebration of the region's culture and cuisine, once again featuring award-winning bourbons and spirits, gourmet man food, and a powerful music lineup. Louder Than Life's premier selection of bourbon, whiskey, craft beer, and gourmet man food is curated personally by festival creator Danny Weimer. The spectacular music lineup of rock legends and breaking talent include Rob Zombie, ZZ Top, Godsmack, Shinedown, Leonard Skinner, Slash featuring Miles Kennedy Conspirators, Breaking Benjamin, Three Doors Down, Bring Me the Horizon, and many, many more. For more information, visit www.louderthanlifefestival.com. You can also purchase tickets, camping packages, and VIP packages. Again, it's at www.louderthanlifefestival.com, October 3rd and 4th, 2015, in Louisville, Kentucky. Yo and hello, fam. Avenue here. Make sure you tune in every Thursday at high noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, to Avenue and Friends, only on RawRadioX.com. It's your weekly therapy session, your usual dose of highfalutin hijinks, crazy antics, sarcasm, and bad jokes. Oh, it's true. Remember, it's Avenue and Friends, Thursdays at noon, 9 a.m. Pacific, RawRadioX.com. Act like you know.
I start to call myself the great pretender before you tell me why you remembered when you used to stand for something more than this. I always think it's happy yeah. Hey, welcome back. This is Greg Dzinski, licensed professional counselor, relationship and sex specialist in the state of Michigan. And this is the Art of Relationships radio show coming live from rawradiox.com studios in Detroit City. Give a plug for your show tomorrow at noon, right, Av? That is correct. Tomorrow at noon. It's Avenue Friends at uh, high noon Eastern. 11 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Pacific. Got a lot in store tomorrow. Uh, we're also playing uh, Gotta Go, One One Gotta Go, where you pick uh, four things and one of them gotta go. So that'll be interesting and a lot of a lot of tomfoolery. The same old bad puns you're used to hearing from me. Well, Why are you being prejudiced? Tomfoolery? Why couldn't it be Susan, Jill, Mary? Actually, probably will be. <laughs> no, it probably will be tomorrow because uh, Naya's taking over. She'll be the master of ceremony. It'll technically Ooh. be Naya and friends tomorrow. Ooh, so, actually, it could be a little bit of giving that. up that power. Af, oh, <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> See, that's not a problem with me. Not I'm not, I'm not I don't a, either. I'm not Take about the power. power. I'm not about it. Hey, you know what? Take the power and rip my damn clothes off. Man. There it is. Be power all about. over me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> baby, you hear that? No. <laughs> so yeah, make sure. Yeah, listen to Ab, Ab and Friends on Thursdays at noon here at RawRadioX.com. Uh, that's the website, of course. That's why I said .com. So listen in to Av, highly intelligent. Skinny black dude. So, <laughs> you know, the, the, the phrase highly intelligent, that's, um, that's questionable. No, uh, you know you're intelligent as hell, Ab. Don't even get me going there. Anyways, okay, <laughs> boy, there is a lively discussion on the live chat, and I love it. Um, like I said, you can join in live chat. It's uh, at the Art of Relationships radio show's own mobile device apps for Android and Apple. And also, uh, Spreaker.com, you can find the show at our Relationships Radio Show, and also at uh, Spreaker has their own app, too. And you can also listen to a live show. If you don't have those resources, listen to the show at rawradiox.com on Wednesday nights. I'm trying to think what else. Tune in, SoundCloud. Uh, but we got a lively discussion going on about finances, and this is... Um, Holy crap, I didn't think it'd be this diverse. But you look at the situation, and it's very difficult. If you feel like you're being used, and the chat going on right now is, you know, if it comes down to responsibility and it comes down to priorities, if his priority is not matched with yours or your priority is not matched, you know, with hers, then you look at it, it's going to create a clusterfuck, okay? It's going to create a clusterfuck. Fuck, and it's going to be a huge situation down the road. It's not going to be fixed. You know, what's it going to take for that person to come up? And you look at individual on chat mentioned that, you know, if it's, you know, 
the spending habits is caused by depression or boredom. I get that. But you need to take care of that. What are you doing to help that situation? You know, some people get bored. I, I get that. Or depression. And you're always looking for that fix. Now you're looking at, you know, I, I, I hate labels and all this. You know, is that manic sort of manic behavior in the spending? Is it part of bipolar depression? I hate that term because it, it's manic, you know, manic depressive. It's called bipolar now. And you look at, is it those aspects that they can't control it or they choose, like, nothing's wrong with it and they're doing it anyways? That, now you're forced to look at situations. Do I want to live my life this way? And what happens if, okay, that individual, he or she is spending more than we can afford, or also we make more money and they spend more money, it goes one hand out the other, and you're not on the same page financially. That's what I want to get at in the situation. If you're that diverse and that differentiated between each other on finances, um, it, you're going to feel resentment. And I mentioned this in the chat. Resentment's going to come in. You're going to feel totally... You're not going to be working as a team. You're going to feel like you're working against each other, and it's going to turn into resentment. You're going to feel like almost enemies, almost like you're combating that. You know, you're working against each other, and that is not a good thing for a relationship to be a foundation, let alone a marriage. And it, it's going to be a huge. And people have different things, and I get that. You can balance it out, but if they're totally different extremes. Now you're going to come in, and that, that's not only financial, that's sex, that's everything, you know. Um, <clears throat> okay, I want to get uh, jump off the financial bandwagon for a bit, and I want to get on another question that was brought up, and I hope this individual's listener maybe be able to listen to um, a recorded version of the show. You can always listen to that too, not just a live version. So I apologize taking so long to get to this, but I want to get at... What is the definition of real love? And this, again, is very, very subjective. And looking at my, my definition of real love would be, um, would you be willing to die for somebody? Ooh. Hell no, I ain't dying for that woman. <laughs> would, would, would you give your freaking right testicle or avocado to... <laughs> To that no real love. My definition of real love is being accepted. Okay, you be accepted for their flaws, their faults. You might not like them, but in being accepted, my definition is: Are you able to be yourself? I had a client in the office uh, today, and <clears throat> talking about, um, you know, are you able? Are they accepting you for who you are? Do they want you to be? This expectation of what you are, do they want you to be something to fit their mode? Okay? Are they are, are you always walking on eggshells around a certain per, around that person? That tells me that might not be real love. That tells me you're not comfortable within yourself. And if you were, your vo- some people are afraid to voice their opinion. Oh my god, it's gonna upset this, it's gonna make him mad, make her mad, make her upset. To me, real love is first being okay with who you are as a person, and being okay with who you are in a relationship. That doesn't mean you tolerate their faults. Oh, I accept you. You can be a drug addict. Uh, Freaking you go out and bang a bunch of other people um, in the relationship. That that isn't what I mean. You know, we, we all have boundaries. We need to stick with those boundaries. And a lot of it is respect 
for one another too you know are you there for each other to love each other are you do you set each other up as a priority in a relationship you know do you make the relationship a priority and do you make each other a priority i think that is true love or real love does real love mean you're not going to argue you're not going to disagree no not at all that's a fantasy land it's how you work together as a team that you respect each other and also you know do you respect one another enough not to bash each other to everybody else you know you go to friends oh my god he's a dick he's this and all this stuff and all of a sudden you expect him to be comfortable knowing this and going out with those people that is a very big difference. You need to look at, okay, would I want my partner to do this? No. So why in the hell am I doing it? So, you know, real love, you can have, I, I think you had, and I talked about this, and when was it, a couple, that you have communication, you have chemistry, right? That you, you work on getting each other. You work on trying to be and becoming each other's soulmates, I think that is true love. That means you're not disrespecting one another. You know, shit happens. We're human. We screw up. But you generally apologize, and you do not do those things again, or you try like hell not to do those things, you know, again, that disrespect the relationship or marriage. Um, do you allow that person to be their own person, or do you want them, say, they might want to, whatever, be a certain career, and maybe, oh, that's not enough money. You need to make more money, you know, if they're happy and content and they love it. Are you happy because they're happy? Or eh, they don't fit your expectations because you want them to make this much money, have this type of career, and fit your ideology and your expectations of what a husband should be or what a wife should be. And if they don't fit that mode, you're trying to change them, devolve, you know, sort of divide up who that person is and dissect them into something you want and that is do i think that's real or true love no does that mean you can love one another absolutely but you if you want to get at real love the essence of being in love and true love is self-acceptance for one you as a person also that other person you love and want to be with my question also, and I, I brought this up on numerous shows, and when I teach uh, psychology of death and dying, it's weird. I teach that, and human sexuality are my main focus. And like I said, you're both dealing with stiffs, right? Uh, oh, that was a bad joke, but it's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's funnier now. But anyways, you know, dealing with stiffs. People, oh, what's he mean by that? Think about it. Anyways, if I have to describe it to you, you need to call me for some sexual um, maturity and education maybe. But anyways, um, when I talk about death and dying, my, I throw this out there. Would you give your partner, you know, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, would you give them permission to die first? Okay, and a lot of people want, well, yeah, there's sometimes I want to kill them, so yeah, <laughs> that isn't what I mean. <clears throat> yeah, we all, yeah, want to kill them, smother them with the pillow and all this stuff. <clears throat> you look at, would you, do you love them so much that you would allow them to die first? Meaning, you don't want them to endure the loneliness, you don't want them to do, endure the suffering of missing you. 
being alone, being heartbroken. You don't want them to do that. You love them that much that you would endure those pain for him or her. Now, that would be my essence of maybe true love. Maybe this is a fantasy realm. And how do you grow together? And I think how you change together and work together and treat each other as a priority. And I think there's a lot of entitlement, you know, talking about finances. You know what? I had sex with you, therefore you owe me all this stuff. What are you, a prostitute? You know what? Um, I joke around about that <laughs> Anyway, I'm not even going to get into that. I'll lose a bunch of clients. Um, <laughs> but you, you know, would you be willing to endure that pain for that person? I think that would be true or, you know, real love. You know, communication, yes. Now, you know, people can communicate. They argue back and forth, right? I, I get that's, it happens, but... Does that mean you don't love each other if you fight all over the place? And No, you can still love each other. But, you know, what is going on to get through that and work? We don't want this. I love you enough not to fight with you. I love you enough to try to understand you. And I think that's the biggest, if you want to say, the biggest um, aspect I go on, even with couples in my office, I, I get rid of the tit-for-tat crap, the blaming. I want you to understand each other. I'm not saying you have to agree or like it, but understand why are they mad. You know, why, why are they hurt instead of saying that, you know, oh, you shouldn't be mad. Why are you mad? You have no right. You, what, no. You try to understand. Are you pissed off? Are you really feeling disrespected, not loved, not desired? Or, you know, same thing if you're acting withdrawn. Oh, you don't want to be around me. Fine. You don't. You're just, it's like, really? I want, most people, true love, I think, is when you try to understand your partner, that that is huge. Yeah, no, part, part of this, I think, is in uh, in my book that's going to be coming out shortly, too. I, I talk about this aspect, about getting the social connection. Um, at the, that's going to be the last part of the bu- book, about the social, you know, social connection. And how do you guys try to get each other and read each other? And also, I mentioned, you know, would you be willing to die? Allow your partner to die first. And, you know... How what can you do to understand where they're coming from instead of always a tit for tat or wrong or right? And a lot of I think pride gets in the way. I hope that answers the question. I'm sorry, Ab. You were getting ready to no, say I, something. I, I cut I was, you off. I'm I was sorry. I was right right there with you the whole time. I think uh, that a lot of that lack of understanding, you know, some of the hurt and pain from your mate, that's the initial breakdown of the communication where everything goes haywire. With my ex-fiance, that was where, I mean, there, were, there was already 850 miles between us. Like, you know, Raleigh's not exactly a suburb of Detroit. So, no. Uh, you, we, <laughs> we had the actual distance between us, but when you had to add the mental distance and the fact that she did seem like she was just becoming more distant and didn't want to right. communicate, that was when things fell apart. And no matter how much I did try, we both had busy work schedules. That was understood. She, you know, she's a mother understood that but the fact that there was no attempt true attempt made at communication and just that she seemed very distant if you're trying to salvage something or trying to find out where someone's feelings are your mate's feelings are if you're not getting an answer or they're being vague about it then that's that's the red flag thank you that's the time to go i agree because that i'm all you know true love does not mean and i i want to repeat this this does not mean 
you selling yourself out. But, and you heard me say true love is, you know, sort of loving yourself and having respect, too, and your partner being okay with that. And that's how it should be. And I think uh, a lot of people, when, when you heard me say, you know, they accept you for who you are, but you accept, you know, I'm going to be loved and I deserve to be loved, talked to this way. And if that other person doesn't, then maybe it's not real or, you know, maybe it's not true love or maybe what I want. And I love myself enough not to stay in that situation. So, I, like I said, a, a lot of people, they can be an abusive relationship. So I love them. It's true love. And, you know, I love her. I don't care if she just almost bit my nipple, my tit off. Um, and it wasn't in sexual ecstasy either. <laughs> it was out of anger and pit, and I'm serious. That actually happens. Um, you know, bite marks to the meat and all this stuff. Now you look at it, is that real, true love? Who am I to say it's not? <clears throat> That's why I said it's very, very subjective, um, you know, what true love is to certain people, whatever. It's very, very subjective, and it's very, very different difficult to nail down and I mentioned an individual that asked me this question you know private message me on Facebook on the way to the studio asked me you know this and I said it's very subjective and it's very difficult but I'm going to try to nail it down where it fits the majority of people I think there's communication self-acceptance that you love yourself and you're able to speak your mind you're not walking around eggshells each other and you want the other person happy so many people don't you know that's not i don't think that's true love when you it's all about you you know i don't care if they're miserable as long as they stay with me i don't care if they you know they're just having sex with me because they feel they should and they could care less if they want to or not oh that's cool i'm okay with that screw that 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 tells me you have no self-respect and you might not have not only self-respect you don't have respect for your partner to do that why would you want to be with somebody you want to be with somebody that wants to be with you, that wants to, you know, have sex with you and all this stuff. Um, so hopefully that clarifies some things for the individual. If that individual is, you know, listening to the show, I hope that does clarify, you know, what real love. And I'd love to hear from people. Give me a call what your definition of real love is at 313 462 I want to hear individuals from chat, too. Uh, Foo, you mentioned it has to be about both of you. You need to love yourself as much as you love them, if not more. Foo, I agree with that. And on other shows, I always say, um, you know, I want couples, right? I want couples to give 100% to the relationship. However, I also want them to give 100% to themselves, you know, and is that possible? And that's not selfish. That means you're not going to get treated like crap. You're not going to tolerate being disrespected. That you can stick up for yourself and that's okay. Some people don't want that. Some people, especially going through, say, a fair situation, they want to, you know, it's like get away from, you know, I want to hurry up. It's fine. You need to trust me and that's it just because. Really? Um, or, you know, in a... You know, working with a couple, and I mentioned this about when I did the show on abusive relationships a couple weeks ago. You know, all of a sudden, you know, I beat your ass, caused bruise, scrapes, ripped clothes off, all this stuff. And, oh, you, you got to j- just believe me, I'm not going to do it again. Um, don't be stupid. They need to earn that trust back. And that's part of you having self-respect and loving yourself and, you know, being okay with that, okay? 
So hopefully, Ab, you got any definition or want to add some spots on or insights in uh, your thoughts on true love or real love? Um, well, from my little bit of a experience in it, it's just when you know, I mean, you, you every it sounds so corny and cliche, but when you cannot stop thinking about your mate, and I'll just speak for experience, my case here, when when I started realizing that I was thinking about her constantly, that I could not get her out of my mind, and that just anything that she talks about that she wants to do, I just I'm all like fully supportive of it. It's just like anything you want to do, baby, let's do it. And I'm not that kind of person. Now, do you, do you feel, though, that you are selling yourself out doing it? Now, what happens? I'm going to throw. That's the good thing. That, that's the thing that makes me most secure about this is that, no, I don't. Because Sweet. That's good. We, we do have a lot of things in common. We have a lot of the same goals and interests, and we want the same. We want to improve. We want to grow. We want to build. And we want to do this together. So, uh, no, I don't feel like I'm compromising anything or uh, selling myself short. No, that's In fact, cool. if anything, I'm investing in myself more, thanks to her. I think that's awesome. How You want to become a stronger person for yourself and yeah. also for that other and person. That's what I meant about how you try to become each other's soulmates. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Evan. No, I was just going to sum it up. Uh, my definition of real love is when you can love that other person and you realize that not only are you investing in the relationship, but yourself as well. I mean, it's it's just all positive growth. All I positive agree. Feelings that to me, and that you want the best. Real. You want the best. You want each other happy. Yeah. And when you get that in back, and that that's I'm all about that. And that's what I mean. Yeah, foo. You're used to hearing Ab bash himself about how no one wants a black skinny dude. Um, <laughs> my girl. Yeah, my girl reminds me about me saying that. Ah, oh, sweet foo. Yeah, you've been uh, with the show for you've been with the show even before I came to RawRadioX.com. <laughs> from day one, you heard Ab bash himself so uh i <laughs> think you even called him out on that and sort of pumped him up a little bit too um i foo you mentioned you know that is you know 25 years later i think about him your husband i know um chip foo i think it is <laughs> that is 25 years later i think about him constantly and it cracks me up that's awesome and i look at okay do you think about somebody that you absolutely, you know that fine line between love and hate? Do you also think about someone that pisses you off and that you hate their guts? Do you think about them constantly too? Oh, I had to be a smart ass and throw that up. Isn't that funny and ironic? It's true though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it similar to the honeymoon stage of a relationship? Melissa, I'm sorry. Um, I think I'm confused. Maybe I'm getting tired uh, or whatever. Um, oh, oh, I get it. Um, are you asking, Foo, isn't it similar to the honeymoon stage of a relationship? No. I, I think because, um, and maybe you can clarify, Melissa, if that's what you meant, and Foo, no. I, I think because when you get that, you the honeymoon phase, you know, everyone talks about the honeymoon phase. Can you last forever? It, it's real... Um, it's real, and you go through so much that you have a deeper respect for one another. You know each other more, and that's through when I said about the real love that you have more that you want to understand each other better, and it's not for selfish reasons. You want to do it to enhance the relationship, 
and you want it to, it's not fantasy, it's not, you've been through bullshit, you've been through, and you still have a deeper understanding for each other because you want to, you want to learn more about them. Maybe you also have more respect for one another, how you rely that, not, and you also take responsibility for maybe your actions and maybe what goes wrong or topsy-turvy in the relationship, you're taking responsibility. And that's where I think the self-love comes in, too, and the self-respect that you can. You're confident enough to take responsibility. And you know what? Maybe I'm, maybe what the hell am I doing to piss them off? What did I do to hurt their feelings or whatever? And, you know, that you can take that responsibility and understand versus this tit for tat and freaking getting so defensive with each other. So I think the honeymoon phase of a relationship is great. Now, I try to get people closer, but, you know, the honeymoon phase stage of a relationship is great, but do you go through, are there hardships, are there arguments, are there everything else that you go through and you still have a deep respect for each other? And I think you find that out when the shit hits the fan, you really start seeing the character of the person. Does that make sense, Melissa? I hope so. Because, um, you know, that's when you really start, you know, when certain situations, when it shits, hits the fan, when it's bad, you really tend to, I think, get more respect or maybe lack of respect for that person, how they act, how they respond, and, you know, how they deal with those situations. When, and we all have heartaches. We all have whatever. You know, do they take it out on you? Do they start throwing shit at you? Do they start beating you, bashing you? And it has nothing to do with you. I'm not saying they should do that anyways. But, you know, it has nothing to do with that. When things get hard, what do they do? So I think that's, you know, like what Fu said, you know, being, you know, 25 years that she still thinks that. I think it's part of going through all that, maturing together, growing together, that you really, you know, give a shit and want to understand where each other's coming from. And that doesn't mean you're not going to have disagreements, but it's I, it's deeper than a honeymoon phase. And that's why I try to get people. Um, one thing I, I tell couples, and I don't care if you're together um, five years, 10 years, 20, I dealt with a couple 48 years, they've been married together. And I tell them, that my pride, <laughs> here we go, my pride, I, I want to get you, my goal and my passion is to get you closer, more in love, more connected emotionally and physically than you ever have before. Meaning, before when you first started dating, when you first got married, talking about the honeymoon phase. And that means, you know, in the honeymoon phase, you might still be afraid to say something. Oh, my God, I can't say this because it's going to piss them off, cause an argument. Oh, my God, I can't say this. It's going to hurt their feeling. You get through all that and you know and you respect one another that you're going to be blunt. You're going to be honest with me. That doesn't mean you don't care or whatever. You're not walking on eggshells. And I think it takes all that that you accept, you know what, I might not like hearing it, but they're being honest or speaking how they feel. Does that make sense, Melissa? And I hope, you know, that you go through all that. You're closer and you have a better understanding that you can speak your mind and it's not being disrespectful. Now, you know, I get you can be disrespectful, name-calling, whatever, but they can speak each other's mind. And I think also that you have the best interest. You, you have the best interest of the relationship and you have the best interest of each other at heart. And I think that's the big thing. And you look at, you know, a situation with the finances. Do they have the best interest of the relationship in you at heart? 
or are you guys just on two different pages? And you have to look at that. And if you want to look at it selfish or whatever, that doesn't mean you have to, you know, oh, you're being controlling. And then, oh, you're being controlling. You're not my mom. You're not my dad. You don't tell me what, you know, all this stuff. Then it turns into a tit for tat, and they start, that's manipulation. That's guilt trip. That's trying to put shame on you and feeling guilty. Oh, yeah, maybe I'm guilty. Okay, do whatever you want. And then you step back and look at, what the hell? It just happened again. That's not, you know, that's not a good situation. I don't think that is genuine love. And that's not being, gen, you know, having genuine love for yourself that you're going to put up and tolerate that aspect, okay? <laughs> Hopefully that helps. Uh, what other questions you got out there for me for people in Chatville? <laughs> it's just chat, not Chatville. I don't know if that's a real thing or not. People are going to be looking all over the place. Chatville, I believe, is a suburb of Jacksonville. Is it really? No. Um, <laughs> Jackson, Michigan? No. No. <laughs> well, well, never mind. Uh, but if, folks, if you have any questions, uh, also feel free to call in 313-462-0107 or uh, hit us up on Spreaker. That's right. Uh, the Art of Relationships is on Spreaker. We're on the chat right now. Absolutely. And, uh, Prue, I want to tell you, I just really love him, and we connect on so many levels. And we have had bad times, but ha I have always had the attitude that even though you always love them, you may not always like them, and that is okay. Absolutely. And how do you do that? You know, it's very difficult when you try to hold on to yourself, and they're trying to hold on to them and you don't expect it, you know, do you respect them for trying to be your own person? And like I said, you be, I'm all about you being your own person at the same time working on a relationship. I, like I, you know, numerous times I've said, I think it has to happen that way because when you lose yourself, I, I think the resentment and the lack of respect for yourself and it comes out and sh freaking shit and shit hitting the fan left and right when you lose that. Um, and it sets in, and I think, Foo, you said it very well, and it pisses me off all the time, you bragging about how much you want sex with your husband, that, you know, right after the show, you're going to wake him up, give him a blowjob, I'm freaking jealous as hell. <laughs> and like I said, we, I'm serious, we need to do that, uh, once I get set up in Detroit with the conference rooms and stuff, we need to maybe do a women's workshop would be very cool. Ooh. And I think that would be, you know, sort of getting on that and how it would, I, I think that'd be cool. I think it'd be a lot of fun. And maybe we need to do that. And maybe uh, uh, Prince Fu <laughs> can, uh, maybe he'd be willing to help. Uh, he works a lot, I know that. But I think that'd be a lot of fun. We'll have to set that up maybe on a Saturday yeah, maybe Saturday during the day would be cool. So we'll have to. I haven't forgot about that. It's just been real swamped. And I think, you know, trying to get a perspective, I'm going to do a bunch of workshops on relationships, dynamics, and everything else, too. Once I get set up in Detroit, I do, there's a lot more space and everything else. Why just a workshop for women? I just, I didn't say just for women. <laughs> the, I said, yeah, just for women about that. But I also want to do one just for men. And also, of course, for couples. It's going to be a wide variety, whatever. Vicky, great question. I'm being a smart ass. You didn't let me finish. But <laughs> um, and Vicky's going to say, yeah, it's funny. Since when, when, when do uh, women ever not let guys finish, right? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I've always known who I am and what I am very confident in me. And that's, foo, that's awesome. 
And we all, I think, go through bouts in our life where we, that confidence gets shaken. Cool. And that's yeah. okay. For Absolutely. Me, for me, it was the first 33 years. Was it really? Uh, no. It, it's actually the first 34. I turn 34 next year. <laughs> next when? Next year. Next March. Oh, next March? Sweet. So, the, so my confidence is still kind of yeah. It's better than what it used to be, though. Yeah, it comes from within. You have to look at that too. Um, I agree, Vicky. It's not. I'm going to do workshops for men, um, for women, and also for couples. So I'm going to do a bunch of variety of workshops once I get set up in Detroit. Uh, they have the space, and it's going to be awesome. Okay, I love when he finishes. Fuck yeah, yeah, foo again. Freaking driving me nuts. Going to make me run into the bathroom and play with myself. No. <laughs> okay. Um. So hopefully, you know, like I said, with financials, I don't mean to piss people off. That isn't what I'm saying. I said I'm all about fairness. I don't want anyone to get screwed over. You have to look at what is what is going to work best for your situation. Um, I talked about, you know, prenups. Is that, you know, possibility or all this stuff? Workshop for therapists, too. I might. I do have, like I said, over the, I've had quite a few therapists and counselors, um, as clients, so I might do that. I, yeah, we'll see what that, Vicky. That's a great idea. So I might give that some thought too. Um, so we'll see. <sighs> Anyways, okay. Talked about financials. You need to do what's best for you. If it's you know you equally contribute to the bills, expenses of the home, um, or apartment. I when I say home, whatever the household, and then you, what money you make is your money outside of that. What money he makes. All about that, okay? I need a work. What the hell do I need a workshop on, Vicky? Tell me. I'm all about learning. I'm all about growing and evolving. So tell me, what do I need work on? And I'll see if I want to work on it, or I'm just gonna say uh, simply fuck you. No, <laughs> how unprofessional was that? No, I'm kidding. I am joking. Anyways, um, so we talked about that about true love. What I my take is on true love, and also Sebastian uh, slash Avenue. Um, chimed in on that with some great insights too and individual on um, situations. So hopefully the show, as always, colorful language, Vicky. Do you like that or not? <laughs> I, I'm getting, I always get these mixed messages when you're on chat. And colorful language, if you like that or if you feel disrespected, ooh, then I'll be a bad boy. <laughs> Anyways, um, so hopefully the show, you got some insights and some tips that's going to help you out in your relationship. Ooh, meow, baby. Anyways, <laughs> now, I need, now I need to run to the bathroom quick. I haven't taken care of myself. Anyways, you look at the situation that hopefully some information we shared tonight is helpful to you in your relationship if you're having problems with this. And not only in your relationship, but you as a person to grow and evolve, become more confident more self-aware, and sort of more respectful to yourself, okay? Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, this is the Art of Relationships radio show from rawradioxstation.com. Oh, hold on. <laughs> rawradioxstation.com in Detroit City. Make sure you check out my buddy Av's show tomorrow, Thursday at noon. Mm -hmm. Avenue and Friends. Give it a plug. Again, Av. Avenue and Friends tomorrow at noon. It's Thursdays at high noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central and 9 a.m. Pacific. Get ready for the NAYA takeover as my uh, <laughs> my co-host 
takes over tomorrow, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Plus, we talked to uh, the guy who set the internet on blaze with his comments. Everybody hates Chris, and it's true. We will find out tomorrow Sweet. why that is. So check it out. A lot of uh, good stuff in store, new music, jokes, commentary, etc. Be there. RawRadioX.com. You know it and you love it. It's Avenue and Friends, folks. Sweet. And there's, uh, I want to give a plug out, too. There's a bunch of awesome uh, awesome people with RawRadioX.com family and a lot of uh, very cool, entertaining shows as well. Um, so tune into them as well. Of course, this is the best show. No no, no bashing app. But no, I'm <laughs> uh, uh, Everybody have a good night. Oh, you know what? I always forget. It's Wednesday. It's hump night. So everybody enjoy themselves, okay? And if you're not with somebody else, enjoy yourself alone. Menage de moi, people. <laughs> this is the Art of Relationships radio show. Peace out, everybody. Much love. Be safe. And I'll catch you Monday night. 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central, and I have no idea Pacific Time. So. <laughs> you said 8 o'clock Central? Yes. 6, six uh, uh Oh, thanks, Av. See, I, I suck at math, so <laughs> I am too tired to even work that. I know it's three hours behind us, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> and as always, every Wednesday night at 9 p.m., you can catch me at rawradiox.com studios as well. And you can I post everything on Facebook. Um, so check out Facebook, Greg, G-R-E-G, last name is spelled D-U-D-Z-I-N-S-K-I. Check out website, theartofrelationships.org. Are you so tired that you can't even pronounce your last name? Absolutely, Av. <laughs> I, oh my God, it's been crazy, but I'm not complaining. I'm, it's going smooth. Everybody have a good night. Much love out there. Be safe. Thank you. Take care. A lot of machado. Come again. A lot of vagina.